I'm Donna Han, a business coach and an online course creator, and this is the She's in Business podcast. You can think of me as your business bestie, who's a few steps ahead of where you are right now. As a mum fueled with ambition and determination, I've created and sold three businesses, I've learnt the lessons, made mistakes, and I understand the daily juggle and the hustle. I also know what it's like when relationships fray and burnout taps you on the shoulder. That was my world until I reshaped and transformed the way I ran my six-figure business. Today, I help women to transform their businesses and go from being the overwhelmed entrepreneur to becoming the thriving entrepreneur, feeling energized, empowered, and fulfilled within their business lifestyle. I want to inspire your business journey and help you to stop spinning your wheels because I want you to burn bright instead of burning out. And I'll invite other entrepreneurs to share their real life stories too, because I want you to know that you're not alone. You can be the savvy entrepreneur that you are born to be and enjoy the freedom to do the things and be present with the people that mean the most to you. So if you're ready to rise to the next level and build a business by design, this is the She's in Business podcast for mums who are made for more. My guest today is Jo Blowfield, and she is an absolute powerhouse. In our conversation today, we talk about Jo's 17-year business journey that has had its fair shares of twists and turns along the way. We delve into how Jo navigates the beautiful and crazy mix of raising a family whilst building a business. And she also shares a little about working side by side with her husband for the past 16 years. Jo and I first met through our mastermind group, and I knew instantly that I wanted to get to know her more. She is inspiring and so full of positivity. So let me tell you a little bit about her achievements thus far. Jo Blowfield has worked in the sales and marketing arena for over 20 years in both New Zealand and Australia. Prior to starting the marketing company in 2004, she worked for such companies as flightcenter.com, Price, Waterhouse Coopers, and Thorn EMI. Her passion and professionalism led her to win numerous awards for both sales and team excellence. Jo currently owns the sales mastery company and the marketing company. These have collectively helped over 10,000 business owners in 20 countries to make over 2 billion in extra sales. Whoa. Jo has also a third business, which is a passion project called Business and Sequence, which we talk about a lot in the podcast too. She is a professional speaker, trainer, and Toastmaster. And to contribute to the local community, she has been a business mentor with Business Mentors New Zealand for over 15 years and also advises several charities in their marketing sponsorship and promotions. She's a very, very busy lady. Not only that, Jo has published uh, co-authored a book with her husband, Ambrose, and Jo even has run her own radio show, A Cup of Joe, talking to other like-minded women about life and business topics. As a mum, Jo has two very talented girls and she has supported them on the international stage at their chosen sports while representing New Zealand. And I can tell you from watching Jo in action in the 12 months that I have known her that she is phenomenal when it comes to people skills. 
Her work ethic is incredible and her positive energy is contagious. I am so thrilled to introduce you to Joe Blowfield on the She's in Business podcast today. So, hey, Joe, welcome to the She's in Business podcast. Thanks for having me, Donna. Um, I've given you a bit of a brief introduction to our listeners, but in your own words, can you tell us about who you are and what you do and what lights you up? Oh, what lots me up? Lots of things light me up. Yeah, well, as you've said, I've had my, I've owned my own business now for 17 years. 17 years in business just feels like such a long time. When I look back at it now, I think actually it has been a long time, but it's gone so quickly and we've kind of morphed into so many different things within our business life. So I'm a business owner. I've got two children as well. I've currently got a 17 and a 12 year old two girls who are really cool kids, really, really cool kids. So through that whole time of being a business owner, when I started our business, I started it when our first baby was four months old, just realizing that I was wanting to, I said to my husband, I was a bit bored. So I would like to try something new. So he said, what about starting a business? So I looked at starting a business and so, yeah, so I'm a mum. I worked full time with my husband. I have now for 16 years, we've worked full time together which has, you know, got its ups and downs with when you're 24-7 together, you're living together and then you're doing business as well. Yeah, and just, yeah, loving what we do, actually. I think that's what's kept me in it is the fact that we're passionate about what we do. So we own the marketing company, which helps businesses, small to medium-sized businesses with marketing. So we developed a marketing boot camp, which we have all online. So we've got customers that come back every year now and just do their marketing plan online with us. So it's a whole, it started off where many years ago we did it all face-to-face and now we've taken that online. So we've got the marketing company and then we've also got the sales mastery company as well. So four or five years ago, a lot of our customers didn't want to use us for sales training, which is my husband's passion because as far as they were concerned with a name like the marketing company, we were a marketing company. So we decided to split the business out so that we've got marketing training and sales training and they're two separate businesses now. And so the Sales Mastery Company, it has, we help businesses make more money through proven online sales training. So our flagship course for that is a 12-month sales program that we run people through, which is a personalized program. And so we've developed that over a couple of years. And as of last year, that went up online and is going great guns. Wow. Yeah. And then while we were in lockdown as well, I started a a third business as well, which, you know, lockdown, what am I, you know, I was pivoting our business as well (laughs) as starting another one. It was crazy. And so I, because the sales mastery company is based on sales training, I wanted to understand the psyche of multi-level marketing. And so I started a, uh, what most people are calling side hustles, but it's very much become a bit of a passion business for me now. So I started a side hustle so I could understand the psyche of multi-level marketing, network marketing. Uh, and it has yeah changed and morphed and um, has now become another third business for me, which is business in sequence, which I'm morphing the network marketing business into. Yeah. Wow. So I want to talk about all that stuff in more detail. (laughs) Like that just sounds incredible. One of the purposes of starting this podcast is to really share the stories of other women in business because like we all have a really unique business journey, just like we have a really unique mothering journey as well. And to pull those things together and share that with the people listening, because I hear so often, which I'm sure that you do too, that women can often feel quite lonely in business and it feels like 
you know, you look around and you think, how did they do it? Like, how does how does this amazing woman, just like you, Joe, have three businesses and children, and she works with her husband like twenty four seven? Like, how does that work? And we've been in the same mastermind business group for about twelve months now. I think that you're about the same as me, about twelve months. Yeah. And one of the things that I remember when I first joined was listening to your story of how you totally pivoted your business when June 2020 hit, which was, you know, when the whole world was thrown into chaos with COVID. And there was massive changes that that brought for your business. So I want you to tell us about the before and after of that and how you managed to do that, like the mindset that you had to get yourself into, because it totally like just changed everything for you guys, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, at the time before COVID hit, we our sales training business and marketing company business was 75% face-to-face and 25% sort of online. We're dabbling in online, but not really. And when COVID hit, basically, we just got phone calls nonstop from customers who were cancelling any face-to-face business that they had with us. And my husband spent two weeks out of the year traveling to Australia, to most of our clients in Australia. And so overnight, we pretty much just lost 75% of our business. Wow. And the conversations that my husband and I had were just, you know, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? You know, we had a couple of months worth of money in the bank that we could use to get us through. But other than that, we were thinking, what are we going to do? Because we can't carry on like this. There is no business now. 75% of it is just gone. And so that's when we decided to pivot and start helping businesses uh, start going online. So we've got everything that we had and we put it into an online portal that we use. It was a huge amount of work, huge, huge, huge amount of work that it took us to um, get it all up online. But through that time, when we first went into lockdown, my husband and I, our first reaction was to actually help other businesses. So through the first two weeks of COVID, we went out to something like over 1,500 businesses in the first two weeks. Wow. And we did um, free, we just gave away training online for free for any businesses that needed it in regards to, we did social media training, we did sales training, and we did marketing training. And so we just ran these free webinars nonstop all the time to help people with, because we thought to ourselves, if we're feeling like this, then other businesses must be just in even worse predicaments than us. So our first initial thought was to to help other businesses. And then it was to pivot our business as much as we possibly could. And so, yeah, you know, it was the same mastermind that you're involved with Donna and uh, with Tina. And Tina, you know, she did help to kind of change things around and help us pivot our business. And I'm just so thankful because we totally have pivoted our business. So now we're 95% online. Wow. And 5% face-to-face. Isn't that incredible? And it must have been like, so scary for you, like 17 years in building the business up and then pretty much overnight, it's, you know, like you said, like 75% of it is just gone. Like how did you, what was the mindset around that? Like how did you get yourself through that to turn up every day to serve other businesses when your business was being really affected as well? Well, to be honest, it wasn't our first, I feel like um, we, our business also weathered the GFC. And so when we were GFC, when we were with at before the GFC started, my husband's brother came over from the UK and he said to us, our, "Your business will not last if you are a coaching consulting business." So we were dealing one on one. So we would go into somebody's office, we would sit down, we would coach them, and 
we realized that we couldn't do that anymore. So through that whole GFC, we pivoted our business from one to one to one to many. So we that was when we basically my husband and I traveled the whole of New Zealand from the top to bottom. We got in the car and we just drove and we networked, networked, networked. And we delivered courses from one to many. And so that was kind of a way that our business got through the GFC. So we'd already been up against it before. And then COVID, we kind of just looked at it and thought, what can we do that's outside the square that we can make quick changes and we can see an outcome quite quickly? So I feel like the GFC kind of got us ready for COVID. But yeah, mindset though, the biggest thing through it was that my husband and I we realized that if we were in it together and we had the same mindset, then we could achieve anything. But if one of us, if we weren't on the same page with anything, then we just wouldn't be able to achieve what we wanted to. So one of the first things I did when COVID hit was I went right through every single line of cost in our business. I went through all of the bank statements. I went through absolutely every single cost and looked at it and thought to myself, do we need it? And with our business, one of the big things that we needed was systems. So I pulled out something like 12 systems out of our business and I replaced them with six, which were quicker, faster and cheaper. And uh, that was one of the biggest things that, and I think we saved something like $6,000 a month or something, I think it was on systems. Wow. Yeah. So we just pulled it out. And one of the biggest things that we decided when we went through COVID was that we would pay, we had a full-time office manager. And she had a family. So one of our biggest things was that we decided that we would pay her her full amount of wages, even if we had to go without, just to make sure, because that was the promise that we had promised her. And so even knowing that every week we had a set amount of money that we had to pay, which, you know, rent, we had to pay her wage. For us, instead of getting us down, it really um, pushed us on to actually make sure that we were getting money in so that we could at least cover all of the bills that we had. Yeah. So many things that you were saying there, like one of the things that really stood out for me, if I can circle back to it, is that that GFC really almost set you up ready for COVID, which I think that we have challenges as business owners frequently and even outside of being in business, just in life in general. And we can get really bogged down in the challenge, but often the biggest lessons are right there waiting for us. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that you you talk a lot about mindset, Donna, and I think a lot of it comes back to that mindset and being able to look at a problem that you've got, not for the problem, but for the actual gift that can come out of it. Because, you know, if we had gone into COVID with that mindset of, oh gosh, our business is doomed. We've got nothing. What are we going to do? You know, we'll just get government handouts. What's going to happen? Then we would never, ever have the business that we currently do. Absolutely. And I think it just all came down to mindsets, really, really strong mindsets that we're going to get through this and that we're a team. And I looked at it and I thought to myself too, that we weren't anywhere near as bad off as other people. Yeah. You know, other pe- we had clients, some of our clients were far worse than us. And so it just really made me realize that, you know, the, the hand that we've been dealt actually isn't, wasn't that bad. Yeah. And I think that's like reframing is so important, isn't it? And I know that with a lot of ladies in business that are juggling a family and sometimes it can feel really hard to like get everything done that you want to get done. And meanwhile, the wheels are falling off in other areas of your life. But if you can flip your mindset and really think of the, even though, yes, it's a challenge, there's always lessons of opportunities within that. And if you can 
like you said, like stick together and work together as a team, whether it be with your business partner or with your partner, partner of life, that can really make a massive difference to the way that you move through those tough times. Yeah. Yeah. And just even when it's not tough times, it's just in general in business because business is so hard. It really is. That's why businesses don't succeed. I look at all the businesses that we started with 17 years ago and there are only probably maybe two or three that are still around. And that's because it is really tough being a business owner. And you know, I was talking to a girl today who was mentoring who's doing a startup. And you know, she just said to me, there's just so much to do. And when I'm trying to d- juggle you know, a full-time job to pay for this part, this other job that I've got over here, and then I'm, we're moving and all this other stuff, she said, how do you fit it all in? And I just said to her, you know, as you've talked about Donna lots of times, you need to be really good with your time. But business is really hard. And you do miss out on going to some family functions. You do miss out on hanging out with your friends. You have to say no on a Saturday morning to breakfast with your mates because you've got to grow this business. And one thing that I always say to her is that do things today that your future self will be thankful for. Yeah. And so as I said to her, you know, the time that you're giving up going and having breakfast with your friends now, yeah, your future self is going to love you for for doing that. Yeah. And I think too, I totally agree with you. I'm always making sure that I'm looking out for my future self because it really does make a massive difference. And also circling back to something else that I think that you were saying is about having those boundaries. And sometimes it can be really tempting to go and say yes to all the different opportunities that come your way. But in fact, if you do say yes to all of those things, it actually lifts your overwhelm to a whole nother level because then you've got to squeeze more stuff into the time that you're already pressed for. And so what's your thoughts around boundaries? Like, especially like I have a lot of ladies who are within my program and they're wanting to get more of that balance about spending time with the people that they love the most and checking in with self-care. And sometimes the business just takes over. Yeah. So, and you've been in business a long time. You've been working with your husband for a long time during through that. And I know when you speak about your husband, there's so much love between you guys And not only that, but you've raised two beautiful girls along the way. Like, what's your, like, do you have any advice around setting up boundaries to make sure that you're really looking after those who mean the most to you and looking after yourself whilst also building a business? Yeah. I mean, it was really tough when we were starting our original business, when we started our business originally. But some of the things that we decided when we started our business was that I would always do school drop off and pickups. That was my non-negotiable because I could talk with the kids in the car and I just, that was just one of the things I always did. And my husband agreed because our two daughters danced internationally on the world stage. And so we did a lot of, we've done a lot of traveling with them. And one of the things that my husband had said to me right from the beginning is that I might not be there for school pickups and things like that, but if you tell me it is something big, I will be there. And so he said, I can't always make the little things, but I will always make the big things. So our daughters, because they danced internationally in competitions and things like that, he was always at competitions. And he was the only dad that was there for the whole of the competition. And he would work in between those competitions. But I had said to him, it's a big deal. You need to be there. So he just made sure that he was there. So we've always created boundaries around pickups and drop-off of our kids. But also too, our children 
feel like our businesses are a third child in our family. And so we've been quite straight up with our children as well in regards to telling them what it means to have a business and what it means to have parents who own a business. So our children know that at the moment we take all school holidays off. That is our big thing that we take school holidays off and spend school holidays with them. I've also said that this year I'll go on every single class event that my child goes, that our daughter, 12-year-old goes on. And so we've just explained to them that we own a business so that we can be able to do that, so that we can spend that time with you. And I asked our 12-year-old what sort of things was she wanting me to do with her this year that really would mean the difference to her. And her big things were come on all of my school trips and coach my netball team. So those were the two things that I just knew. I ticked off her tank, her love tank. Yeah. And I just went, yep, if I can just turn up and do those things, then that is it. So I just make sure that on a Tuesday and a Thursday, I'm there for practices. And then on a Saturday morning, I'm there to coach your netball team. And yeah, so I think just really good communication around what it means to have a business and what it means to your children in regards to time that you can spend with them, but also monetary as well. Because, you know, we've told our children that us owning a business means that we don't have a ceiling on how much we can earn. So it means that we can afford to then spend time with them. So we've, yeah, always just communicated a lot with our family and communicated a lot with them. My husband Ambrose and I have a big thing too, where we don't talk business in the bedroom. That's always been a big rule from us. And when we first started our business, we used to work from home. So we used to actually leave out of the front door and then go around the back and then come back in. (laughs) Because it was just that separation for us, being able to separate home life to work life. So for many years, we've done that. But as you go along, you find what works for you. But you really do need to kind of sit down, have a bit of a family meeting, talk about what you know each family member is wanting, and then just look at how you can set up those boundaries and rules and things like that so that everybody feels like they've been heard and appreciated and they've had time well spent. Yeah, oh, I couldn't agree more. That's just fantastic. If you're tired of spinning your wheels and you're hungry for success, but you wish you had clear directions of how to achieve it, very soon I'm opening the doors to the Ready to Rise course and it could be just the thing you need to get off that hamster wheel and start making real progress. Not only that, but also establish a balance between working on your business, being present with your family and taking self-care time for you. For more information, go to www.donahan.com and sign up to the waitlist. Doors open on August 31st. What about when the girls were younger? Like a lot of the mums that are starting businesses like yourself and like me too, like my kids were both six months old when I started different businesses. And there's this fear or this guilt that in working on the business, you're not spending time with the babies, like when they're little. And my kids are both now at school for the first year. They're both off at school, which is really great because I'm literally working between school bells. And I've put boundaries around that for myself, much like yours with school pickup and stuff like that. But when your kids were little, how did you go about it then? I had many days where I cried (laughs) nonstop all the time. And I was so wracked with guilt, but not guilt. It was guilt from myself, but it was also guilt from other people. And it was guilt from my mother's generation as well, who kept saying, oh gosh, you know, oh, she's at daycare again. And you know, our child was the child that went to daycare from 8.30 in the morning till 5.30 at night. That was just the way things were. That was the times that we had to put them in. So there was a lot of guilt there about doing that. 
But then again, we've got that mindset where we're trying to build a future for our family. So it kind of was offsetting that guilt. But it is really, really tough. And it's not just pressure from ourselves. And as women, we carry that workload as well of the home life of cleaning, tidying. You know, as I said to you today, you know, the average New Zealand woman, 174 minutes a day of cleaning. I mean, you know, that is a lot of time. And so the moment that I started giving myself relief to get a gardener, get a cleaner, things just started rapidly changing in my life in regards to I didn't walk past the pile of clothing anymore and feel bad and wracked with guilt because there's a pile of clothing there and I should be folding that instead of doing, you know, something that could potentially be making our family money. Yeah. And through the times as well of owning the business, you know, everyone, every business owner, I think at some stage goes through their mind, should I go back to work? It'd be just so much easier if I went back and got a job. I could earn more money if I went back and got a job. And I mean, you know, I had a time where I thought I wanted to go. I looked at a business of selling ice creams down on the walkway during summer. And I pitched it to my husband and said, look, what about if I stop doing the business and I go and I sell ice creams over summer? And he just, he just said to me, you know, it's such a bad idea because, you know, it's a seasonal business it's going to be a seasonal job and you'll eat all of your um, profits. So, you know, really not great idea. But, you know, as business owners, we do that. We do it. We look and we look at other opportunities and go being an employee versus being a business owner because of that less stress. But I wouldn't change what we've done being a business owner for anything now. I think we'd make terrible employees now because we're just so entrenched in being our own business people and you know, our own boss. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think too, like, like you said, there's that generation that goes, well, if you're stressed and you've got a three-year-old and a six-month-old at home, like, what are you doing? Like, you don't have to do this business. But at the end of the day, it's about really connecting with yourself and with your soul. And I think that if you know that you're a woman who's made for more than being a stay-at-home mum, that's okay. You don't have to fit the cookie-cutter mum, especially in the younger days. And I think too, like, this, like you said, this pressure that comes from other people. And for me, it was the judgments of other people or what I perceived to be the judgments of other people that really hooked into me. And so I had to work really hard at changing my thought patterns and also not really giving a shit what other people thought about what I was doing. You know, yeah. so look, my kids were happy, they were healthy, they were fed, they were loved, and they knew that they were loved. And so in our home, that was working for us. So it didn't matter what other people thought of me at that moment in time. And often, like they say, it says more about them than it does about you when it comes home. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've, I've been that mum. I mean, I've been the mum that has been concentrating so much on emails that they, I've forgotten to pick up my child. You know, and then you get the call from school going, you know, your child's here, come and pick them up. And you go, oh gosh, that's right. And so I have, I've been that, I've been that parent. And, you know, you do it, some stage you've just got to know that what you're doing is actually been going to benefit them in the long run and that the life that you can give them will be far worth it and that they will actually see, you know, my little side hustle has just paid for my family of four to go for a whole week of skiing down in the South Island of New Zealand. It paid for everything. It paid for the flights, the food, the accommodation, the ski passes, everything. And when I was down there, I just explained to the girls that, you know, the times that I'm working late, this is why, because I've been able to afford for us to come down and do this. And this is out of my little business. And, you know, my, 
my girls were just like, wow, mum, you know, that's so amazing. So this is what you've been doing. Yeah. And it is, you know, and I just think to myself, yeah, what's the benefit of owning a business and of what you can do for your family? Just far outweighs any of that um, guilt or pressure. I know it might not feel it at the time, but it certainly does. And yeah, I've been very guilty of bashing myself up many times for not being that perfect mum and you know and on not realizing that it's photo day and then when you get the photos back realizing that your child has you know got a messy top on and the hair's all messy and you know and but it's just part of it it's just part of it and in the end I actually laugh about things like that now and I just think to myself you know it's just part of it there's some things that are going to slide and it's okay if they do yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah, I've had those same experiences too. When you turn up to school and you've got your child dressed in school uniform and everyone else's free dress day and you're like, oh my God, where did I? And so then you're doing a U-bolt back to home to get the clothes to drop it back and then you're like, you know, missing your first appointment for the day. Like it can just, those things happen. But I think in say, in listening to what you were saying about like teaching the girls the lessons in, well, this is why I do business. Like my kids not quite at the age yet to fully understand the impact of that because they're five and eight, but they do understand that this, like I, I talk to them about managing a business and they've just started raising chickens so they can sell the eggs. And like, we're talking about how they do that, how they build a little business and how that they can get repeat customers and why they charge this much and where the money goes to, and they've got to account for expenses. Like they're learning all of that stuff. So, and those are life lessons that they'll take with them forever. And the other thing that I loved hearing when you were talking about that is we're actually showing our children that they can build their own dreams. Like they can have an idea and grow it into a business that, you know, supports their family. And like, that's amazing. It's teaching them that they can dream big and achieve those things. It was interesting because when our girls were younger, I remember I had a conversation with one of them and about, you know, what I do did during the day and what daddy did during the day. And, you know, and I remember her saying, oh, you know, daddy, yeah, he works all day. He works really hard and he makes us the money. And then I said to her, what do I do all day? And she said to me, oh, you sit on the couch and watch TV all day. And <laughs> I just, I just remember thinking to myself, I've just got such a wrong illusion of what I do. And I talked to my husband about it and he was the one that actually said to me, have you talked to them and actually educated them about what you do? Because obviously in their mind, they've got an idea that a mum drops them off at school, comes home, sits down, watches TV and then cooks dinner. And he said, you know, just educate them, tell them exactly what you're doing. And so that was a bit of a wake up call to me to actually take responsibility myself so that I could educate my children so then they can understand that it's not just dad that's working hard, but it's mum and dad working hard together. Yeah, because actually you started the business, right? Like it was your business to begin with. And then your husband joined you in your business. Yeah. So when I started the business, my goal was that he was a full-time employee. Was that 12 months later, he would then join me in my business full-time. And so, yeah, 12 months to the date, he joined me full-time. So we decided that we would get the income in the business up to a level that would cover his wage. And so we did that. And 12 months later, he finished. So we've just put together a new plan as well for my new business. Yeah, tell us. The third business. So we've decided that in 12 months time, I would like him to, my husband, to be able to decide whether or not he wants to work anymore. Wow. So you are hoping to retire your husband. That's incredible. 
Yeah, I, he will never retire. But, I, <laughs> but what I want, for, I, what I want is for our main business to not be our main business anymore, and for him to have a bit of fun with it and decide yeah. what he wants to do with it, and actually choose. Because my ideal would be that he only worked a couple of days a week, and then those other, or even we looked at it even from nine till twelve every day, and then you know from twelve onwards. We did different things like, you know, writing a book and stuff like that. So I feel like with our third, with my third business, it gives us an option to be able to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's kind of my goal. So, you know, he just said to me the other day, well, I'm hoping in 12 months I'll be a kept man, but I'm just sitting, well, I'm, I'm hoping who, who, you know, maybe. So tell us about business and sequence. Tell us all about this new business that you started. Yeah, well, you know, as I said to you that, you know, 12 months ago, I started this new business, which was network marketing. And which, it just started off with a product that I've used on our daughter because she's dyslexic, our 12-year-old. She's dyslexic and she's also on the spectrum for autism as well. So I looked for a product that could help her. And I found this amazing product, absolutely love it. So I looked at just becoming, you know, on board with that and looking at selling it. And from that, I've kind of just looked at what else I could do. And obviously I've got a passion. I've got a passion for fashion. I love anything sequent. I love, I love anything sequent. I love um, network marketing, but I also love business in general. And I love helping women start businesses. Like that's a really big passion for me is helping them and um, mentoring them and coaching them and helping them start businesses. So business in sequence is just as a looking at a membership where women can come on, they can join the membership and we've put in there just different things that can help them with um, life in general and just business as well. And so one of the things that we've got is we've got a podcast and then as I said, we've got the Facebook membership that's coming up and being released as well. And it's just a, building a community because one thing that I've realized is that I'm a really good cheerleader. So if you need somebody to cheerlead you, I will cheerlead you all the way to the finish line. Yeah. And I want to be there for other people, both in business and just in life in general. So hence why it's business and sequence, because I can cheer on business or I can cheer you on and, and, you know, just normal life as well. So I'm really excited about it. It's the first time that I'm really putting my face to anything because I've always kind of hidden behind my husband. Even though I started the business, I always did all the stuff at the back and kind of pushed him to the front. So it's the first time that I'm really putting my face to anything. And it's been interesting. It's bringing up lots of roadblocks and lots of things that I've just got to go, mm, I wouldn't normally do that. I'd normally just slap my husband's face on it. Not put mine on it. <laughs> yeah, because I love that you're out there cheering people on because you are an amazing cheerleader. And I am so grateful that our paths have crossed. Like, honestly, I just admire you so much for everything that you've achieved, but also just so positive all the time. And I love that. Your journey through business, have you always had a community of women around you to cheer you on? Do you know what? I was thinking about this and it's only been in the last couple of years, to be really honest, because I've always been quite an independent person and wanting to do things you know, for myself and by myself. That's why I haven't I haven't really overly, like my social medias, I haven't really overly told people about the success that we've had or what we do. It's just something really private that we've just kind of gone on and done. And so it's only been in the last couple of years that I've actually started having these groups of women that started to cheer me on and women that are non-judgmental and just really happy for you to achieve. And it has been quite life-changing actually. And even with, you know, with my third business, the women in there, it's, 
just to be around a group of positive women who are all trying to do the same thing and cheer each other on. It, it is quite a unique feeling. And business is tough and it's even tougher when you're in it by yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Like having a a group of like-minded women around you that are traveling the same journey as you, but not only working it out as they go along too, but like able to support each other and share ideas and all of that kind of stuff, which for me is like a big passion project of mine as well in the Ready to Rise program that I offer is making sure that, you know, we're building that community around it as well, that it's not just like same as yours, like it's not just here's a course, go and do it. Like there's more to it than that. You've, you need that cheerleader around you or the, you know, the team of cheerleaders to, to lift you up and keep you going and, and give you inspiration and for you to be able to give back in the same way as well. Because I agree, it's totally life-changing. Yeah, and the community as well within that um, I'm looking at creating, it isn't just all my stuff that's being put in there. Like I want to utilize women like yourself, Donna, into our membership. We're, we're able to bring specialists in and talk about, you know, your different journey and because, you know, your journey will, will definitely connect with somebody in that membership group. And I just, I'm going for the whole abundance thing rather than that scarcity model where I want to share a lot of things with different people because, and we've got so much business knowledge that we just want to, a lot of it we want to give away actually now. <laughs> we've decided that we just want to, yeah, give it away and just help other people succeed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that only feeds for more abundance for everybody, I think. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And yeah, in business, you really you have to have that abundance mentality because it's when you've got scarcity that things start getting again into trouble. Yeah. And we've always come at things with, you know, one of the big things that our business has always done through everything is given, even through COVID, through the GFC is given. We gave and gave and like, you know, as much as we could through like everything, just because, you know, I always just kind of think that there's always somebody worse off than you. Yeah. So if you can help just, you know, another person, it just, it will make all the difference to them. And so, yeah, we just, I'm really excited about this new business. Um, I'm scared, very scared at the same time. Because as I said to you, yeah, I haven't really put myself out there but I am excited with the opportunities and I'm excited about the people that I'm going to meet as well. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, I wish you all the best with it. I think it's going to just fly, absolutely fly. Yeah. And I wanted to just say too, you know, your, was it coffee and coaching? Yes. That you do is incredible for anyone that is listening. You need to come <laughs> on Donna's coaching. and co- It's so good. You've just got such great value in there, Donna. It was excellent. Oh, thank you. Well, that happens every Wednesday at 10 a.m. on Instagram or Facebook. I just do a very quick 15, 20-minute session sharing different business tips or like similar things to what we've talked about today, like mindset things. And yeah, thank you for saying that. That's lovely of you. (laughs) Yeah, it's so good. I'm really impressed with the value that you gave. Ah, thanks. To finish off our session today... One of the things that I have grown to know about you is that you seem to like make up your mind to do something and then you just get on and do it. And you are a absolute powerhouse in getting stuff done. Is that something that you've naturally done or like that you naturally do? Or have you developed that skill? Because a lot of ladies are like, oh, I just, I know I need to do it, but you kind of get that stuck in that procrastination. Like, what do you do? What's your tips for people who are in that spot? 
One of the biggest things is that over the past couple of years, I've really gotten to know who my inner critic and I realized that my inner critic loved it when I procrastinated or I tried to perfect something or I was just lazy because my inner critic loved it when I was stuck. It loved it when I was just not moving forward. And because I've gotten to know my inner critic really well, I know now that it's actually my inner critic that's stopping me because they don't want me outside the comfort zone. So now I've just decided that actually I accept that my inner critic is there, but I just say, thank you very much, but I actually really need to get on and do this. And another thing too, is that I use the Pomodoro technique where I was 20 minutes on a timer on my phone and I, everything, I set timers for everything now. Whereas I go, if even things like tidying my room, if I'm tidying my bedroom, I'm like, okay, I'm going to give myself 40 minutes to tidy my room. And then I just hit the timer and then I go for that 40 minutes and get it done. And I try and beat the timer all the time. <laughs> and so I think that's how I, yeah, I say no to my inner critic. And I also manage in time lots as well. I do that a lot. And lady the other day that I was speaking to said to me, you know, how do you put 60 hours into um, a 24? And I just said to you, you know, using things like a timer and um, just being really clever with your time. Oh, well, Joe, I've loved talking with you today as always. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. If people want to know more about what you do with business and sequins or with the other businesses that you run, um, what's the best way they can find you? They can find me on Instagram under uh, Joanne Blowfield on Instagram. And they can also look up, uh, we've got the salesmasterycompany.com, themarketingcompany.com, and also businessandsequins.com. So that hasn't been, Business and Sequins hasn't been, well, hopefully it has been launched. And yeah, you can definitely get hold of me through there. Excellent. Well, thanks, Joe. Thank you, Donna. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the She's in Business podcast. If you enjoyed it, please share it on Instagram and Facebook, and I'd be so grateful if you could leave me a review on iTunes. Be sure to include your business name and Insta handle so I can give you a shout out too. If you want to know more about what I do, the programs that I offer, then head over to www.donnahan.com and follow me on Instagram at Donna underscore Han underscore SIB. I hope this podcast inspires you to be courageous and take action in carving out your very own business by design, where you can avoid burnout and shine like the universe is yours.